0: Michelle Donnelly, and this is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose, and that you can do it right through the things that God is carrying you through in your season as a single mom. Here we talk about all of the things that matter to a single mom, but most of all, I hope you found a place where you feel like you belong. Let's get started. I'm so grateful that you could join me for this conversation today. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly. You know, in the book of Psalms, it says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And I have to say, in some of the darkest seasons of my life, I have come to know just how close the Lord is. In brokenness, we may be afraid to encounter God because we're not sure if He will accept us as we are. We're not sure if we can bring Him certain parts of ourselves or if we can really ask Him the questions that are on our hearts. But what we are going to talk about in this conversation is just how we can grow closer to God and engage Him in those areas and experience His love and compassion for us. I'm joined in this conversation by author, speaker, and musician Kelly Minter. Kelly has a brand new study out called Encountering God, and it is all about ways that we can develop rhythms and practices to draw ourselves more into the awareness of God's presence. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment and leave a ranking or a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast? It helps other women to find our community and just let them know that there's a place that they belong. Also down in the show notes, if you are new to the podcast, you'll notice a link to a quiz. It's called What's Your Loneliness Type? Loneliness is something that all of us single moms have to deal with, but the reasons why we deal with loneliness are different, and they don't necessarily have that much to do with whether or not we're in a relationship. So if you'd like to learn more about your own experience with loneliness, what's causing it, and then some of the ways out, go ahead and click on that link or head over to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. Kelly comes at this subject also as a single woman, and I love how transparent she is about what it is like to wrestle with God and to seek after Him in situations and seasons where perhaps we wish things were a little bit different. Here is my conversation with Kelly Minter. Kelly, so happy to have you with me today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with everyone today. Kelly, your newest study is all about spiritual disciplines. But before we freak anybody out with using that (laughs) word discipline, I'd like for us to really kind of break that down, break down what we mean when we're talking about spiritual disciplines. And in my experience, really, these are ways that we can just discover. God and Mm. learn to have relationship with him in our everyday lives. But I'd love to know if you would talk a little bit about what spiritual disciplines means to you.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you started with that because we, we really do want um, the spiritual disciplines to not be something that just freaks people out, especially women who are raising children by themselves. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is, I can't, (laughs) honestly cannot imagine. And so when you think, I mean, I'm single, so I can imagine doing a lot of things that I, you know, on my own that I wish I had help with sometimes. um, But then adding children, that's a whole nother thing. So I can imagine the immediate pushback is I don't have time Mm -hmm. and I can barely get everybody up and out the door and I can barely keep everybody like alive, you know, thriving um, (laughs) to add something like disciplines to my life. And so the first thing that I just want, I appreciate that you said that We want to take, like, the um, we don't want to freak people out, and we want to take the fear and intimidation out of the spiritual disciplines because they're really rhythms and habits um, of our faith that God has given us. They are gifts. The disciplines are gifts um, in ways in which we get to draw near to the heart of God. They also help us determine what is important in life. And so a lot of times we are too busy because we're doing a lot of things that don't matter. Now, before I get people freak out, they're like, Hey, no, I've got to go to work. I have to get my kids to school. I have to get them at soccer practice. I have to, and I get all of those pieces, but they when we begin to prioritize uh, our time with the Lord and these practices like worship, prayer, Bible study, solitude, um, living more simply, service, all of a sudden, the main important areas of life become central. And then all those other activities, we they either we find a place for them or they fall by the wayside. And, and so the, the spiritual disciplines are really supposed to create margin and life and breathe um, some liberation into, into our lives. So that's I would just want to encourage everybody to not get flipped out by like, oh my gosh, how am I going to add 24 more things to my plate? Because yes. it's really... The opposite of
0: that. 100%. And I think the thing really is, as you said, it helps those first place things to become first place. Uh-huh. And so anything else that we might be doing or might be distracted with, we don't even necessarily realize what a huge time suck that these things can be mm-hmm. until we start to engage in the disciplines. And I think the thing that became just Such a connection point with your study. It's called encountering God. And that is really and truly, if we want to think about what is this word discipline or practices, what do these really even mean? Mm. And it's really like anything and everything that you could do in your daily life Mm. to be engaged with the Lord. In, it, in your day. And so yeah. some of these practices, these are things we can do as we're driving to work. These are things that we can do as we're sitting around our dinner table with our families. These are things that just actually, yeah. when we know what they are, can
1: fit very simply into mm-hmm. the everyday rhythm of our lives. Mm-hmm. That's great. I That is such a good word, that just being able to identify what they are. I mean, even, even in our car, You know, we can blow that time in cars, commuting or picking up kids from school or dropping somebody off or going to the grocery store. We can just blow that time and waste it. Or it can be used for a time of solitude. You know, like I'm not going to have a podcast going or I'm not going to have the radio on or music. I'm actually going to just really practice solitude and and just being aware of Christ's presence. Um, We can practice prayer in the car. We can mm. practice worship in the car. I mean, think mm. about all the disciplines that you could actually practice while while yeah. driving. We can even in in some um, ways you can serve. You know, you can make a uh, the phone call that somebody really needs to you know be reached out to or whatever. It's a lot of this is like you said. It's like you identify what the disciplines are and you just redeem the time, you yeah. know, to use them or to, or to yeah. implement those disciplines.
0: And you may already be doing it, as you said, to make that phone call, but to recognize like, oh, Lord, you put this person on my heart. And so I want to offer this time as service. And so and even to pray and to say, let me say the things that you would have me say, or let me just be a a good listening ear, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the whatever you're calling me to be in this moment with this phone call, you know, and it's like we don't even think about it really is like, I'm just making a phone call. That's not really all that spiritual, but like it absolutely can be.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. No, exactly. I mean, it's just acts of service and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's great. I love that. You know, and it's interesting
0: though, too, as, as I started down this journey and I have kind of a long journey with this subject because I grew up in somewhat of a Uh, ritualistic, legalistic type of tradition. And so disciplines were seen more or less as something that you needed to do to avoid punishment
1: right? or
0: even maybe were consequences of having done something wrong. Mm. And so sometimes we look at these kinds of things and we have a lot of shoulds around them that I should read the Bible and I should pray and I should do all of this stuff. And it wasn't until being in a really broken season that I started Mm -hmm. needing to rely on these things. Mm -hmm. But even at the beginning, I'll say, I think I approached them as like, I need to do this because I need something from God. I know I need to give him something. Even I need to show that I I I'm I'm clinging to him. You know, it was not um, necessarily relational at the beginning. And as I engaged in them, this relational aspect of these practices came alive Mm. in a way that I never expected. Mm. And to the point where I think even sometimes like even today, you know, having a a down moment in the morning, I'm listening to a worship song and I'm trying to convince myself to believe these words. And I'm trying to, you know, convince my spirit, like, don't feel, you know, don't be downcast, you know, all this kind of thing. And I felt the Lord in the midst of this kind of go just relax into it. Mm. And so as I relaxed into worship, it was that he had something that he wanted me to receive. Yeah. Something yeah. that he wanted to give me wow. in these practices. Mm-hmm. So would you share with us though, Kelly, more about that relational element as it comes to these practices and how we can kind of discard some of that shame that comes with the shoulds?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that we we all fall into religiosity and legalism. I mean, it's just the nature, it's human nature to think, okay. I'm going to do these things so that God will be happy with me so that God will give me what I want so that mm-hmm. God will do what I want him to do. Um, I'll make a deal with the Lord. I'll spend 30 minutes a day in scripture reading and prayer so that he can bless every other element of my life. I mean, we we don't realize how much we bring these kind of broken notions to the table. And um, just as a sidebar, that's something that I'm studying in the, in, um, just in a seminary class right now, but just like our functional view of God. Like we believe mm-hmm. we believe things about God, but then on a daily basis, are we do we believe that God operates like a genie or like a mechanic who's mm-hmm. just gonna fix something or a judge who, if we mess up, he's gonna throw down the gal? I mean, we yeah. We don't realize that we have these um, kind of views of him. And so you bring up this point of that. This is the spiritual disciplines are really about engaging in relationship with the Lord. They're not about manipulating him to get mm-hmm. him to do what we want, uh, but it's, they're far better than that. They're far more than that, that they, that the Lord actually begins to uh, transform us in these, in these practices. And he begins to show us what is real and what he wants to uh, say to us and, and 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 we begin to be changed in the process and and so in many ways we get far more than what we just think we want. Mm. Um, we really begin to get God himself and and i I think that if we can present ourselves in that posture, whether it's Bible reading, prayer, worship, service, solitude, simplicity, um rest, Sabbath rest is another big one, um, if we can say, okay, Lord, I'm not here to manipulate you. I'm not here to strong arm you. I'm not here to earn favor. I'm here to be with you. And as your child, as your servant, um, and and then, and here are my needs and here's where I'm hurting and here's where I'm struggling. But I'm also going to bring my worship to you and knowing that he cares, that he really does care and that he's with us. Um, that's one of the greatest, I think, truths of scripture that I'm just rediscovering is Christ's presence with us. Not always to just pull us out of the fire or to pull us out of the Valley of the shadow of death, but that he will be with us through it. And the spiritual disciplines invite us into that knowledge and that understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you bring up a really wonderful point that some of this is part of our human nature to want to strive or want to yeah. work or want to mm-hmm. make a deal, you know, yeah. and as we're approaching some of these things because if we at least can recognize that that is our tendency, then we don't necessarily have to get so judgy to ourselves about it. And we can enter into it and say, well, Lord, just meet me here. I know my tendency is to want to pray the living daylights out of this thing so that maybe you'll give it to me, or maybe you'll, maybe I'll be convinced that you've heard me. And I think one of the things that can be a barrier sometimes to engaging in some of the disciplines is our emotions, Hmm. whether it's a shame about ourselves, whether it's a confusion about who God is, whether it's just our life circumstance and we're not sure if, if He's there. And I know in some of the more difficult, darker seasons, reading the Bible was really hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was, af- I think, in some regards, I was afraid that I was going to read something that was like, this is your lot in life. And yeah. you know, this is yeah, all yeah. there is, uh-huh. you know? Right, right. But as you said, you know, we get so much more even than we could imagine by just wanting to meet with the Lord in it mm-hmm. and just approaching it and just. Bringing it all though, and bringing the brokenness, and saying, "Where are you? What are you doing? I'm confused. I am scared." Mm-hmm. And that these are the avenues to do that. Yeah. But how important rest is, even in a broken season, to say you don't don't do the striving. Yeah. Don't don't push yourself into. I'm going to overserve, and I'm going to you know I'm going to make God so happy that He's going to bless my next chapter, or it'll make me feel good. It'll make me feel like I'm pleasing Him. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that I've had to be aware of is. Having this tendency in the past as a people pleaser, yeah, and recognizing I do the same thing with God.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great insight. Yeah, and to to really be able to come to Him and know that He is already pleased, that He mm. already is singing over us, that He's already delighted, that He He longs for us to draw near to Him, and that He is a good Father. I mean, I love Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six where He says. Jesus is teaching. He says, ask, seek, and knock. And he's inviting us into prayer. And then, and he goes on to say, because would a good father give a stone when Mm -hmm. his child asks for bread? Would he give him, you know, a scorpion when he asks for a fish? And just reminding us that the Lord is not out to trick us. He's not out to withhold from us, that he is good. And I think Jesus was really, he knew that we were going to have the struggles that we have in prayer and in our time with him. And he was teaching and revealing about the heavenly father, that he's a good father and that we don't need to be afraid. Um, yes, there will be those moments of conviction and those moments of the, where, that, you know, where we know we have to do, make a change or do something different that the Lord's calling us to do, but it it's, it, he loves us. And I, I think that that, Um, sometimes we do fear the disciplines because we think we're going to get hit over the head if we start making space for them. And we're afraid of what we're going to find under the surface if we begin to make space for them.
0: That is so critical that you mentioned that. There is a lot of mystery, I think, that's around this. And maybe even just, and I think sometimes with our brokenness, we tend to think that the way that we have been treated perhaps by other people, that that's some kind of indication of who God is Mm. or that we wonder because we have received such poor treatment or things have happened or we've done things, where was God in the midst of all of that? Mm -hmm. And so it's something though, that is difficult in some situations to get beyond that. But I guess the question I have for you, Kelly is, As we're looking at these disciplines, if our emotions are somewhat of a barrier for Mm -hmm. us, or if we're unsure, we maybe have had um, lots of confusion about who God is, or perhaps we're new to our faith and we don't know who God is. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that we can start to engage in this and enter into this in ways that we can say, okay, I'm setting this aside Mm -hmm. and I want to really (laughs) dive in?
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I think why I wrote the the Bible study Encountering God, because I wanted to give people an on-ramp into these disciplines. They, it is by no means an exhaustive study on every discipline. It's kind of a taste of each of them. And what I tried to do was root each of these disciplines in scripture itself. So, we have a lot of books and resources out there that teach us how to pray or how to study or how to worship. and um, But what I wanted to do is actually do kind of a study of the disciplines as found in scripture. And I, that helped me just to root these practices and see the people of God all the way back um, as early as really, I think there are times where we're all the way back as far as Adam and Eve, <laughs> but certainly mm-hmm. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, practicing these disciplines and then following them into the new Testament and getting, Some of the why behind we practice them, like why do we practice Sabbath rest? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like a forgotten idea in our culture. And Sunday is just merely like, yeah, we might get to church if we feel like we we really, you know, really achieved. We've gotten the kids to church. We've gotten ourselves to church. But the rest of the day, it's just it's a day of you know catch up. It's a day of work, maybe not in our jobs, but just a different type of work. And so Mm -hmm. to go back and to look at um, something like Sabbath rest, and go. Okay, well, we practice it partly because we're remembering um, God as Creator, that in He created and He rested on the seventh day. But we're also remembering redemption um, in Deuteronomy, uh, actually in Exodus and in Deuteronomy, where we see sabbath rest mentioned a lot of it has to do with remembering god's redemptive work his redemptive work of bringing the israelites out of egypt and i think that is huge like if we can take a day every week to rest in god's redemption to rest in his redemptive work to remember what he's done to celebrate what he has done in our lives and in the lives of our of our families and in in and, and our friendships and and it also goes against the the tyranny of the urgent, right? We're we're constantly mm. like, I've got to go do this or I've got to go do that. I mean, I had this last Sunday, well, on Saturday, I was flying back from something and there was a, a pretty big project. And the person on the project was like, I really need your thoughts by Sunday. And I'm like, you know, the old me probably two or three years ago would have like, okay, well, I'm going to take a few hours on Sunday to get this. And I just wrote back and I was like, you know what? I can't, I'm, I'm tied up on Sunday, I can get them to you on, on Monday. And it was interesting because I kind of missed the window by making that choice, but it didn't really matter for one thing. And (laughs) and I got the, I got that day that I needed of, of rest. So it's kind of a way when you look at scripture to like fight back against, uh, we're not, we're not dominated by all the urgent requests here. We are, we are living for, with an eternal perspective. That's just one discipline that I felt like we kind of got to uncover in this study. And that I'm hoping that as we uncover, like, why do we study the Bible? Why do we pray? Why do we serve? Um, And looking at those, that that gives people an understanding as to an excitement for the the disciplines versus, well, we do these because this is what Christians do. Or we Mm -hmm. do this because this makes God happy. You know, but to really see the why behind them. And that's what I... That's and also to study the difference that these disciplines made in the lives of the people of God in the Old and the New Mm -hmm. Testament.
0: Well, and I think as we look at the seasons of our lives, there are going to be some disciplines that we may lean into more than Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And I love that you just highlighted so much about rest because that is exactly where the Lord is Uh, steering me towards right now. And I got to say, rest is a great one to work on. Yes, yes. uh, Because it's just learning to say no. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) as far as the rhythm of life though it is for me where i'm at right now all the things that are happening it is to slow it all down and to just absorb mm-hmm. and take all of that goodness in because there are times where things will pop up and i'm like oh, like breath is sort of taken away and yeah. because there's this rhythm of rest even though it's the middle of the week and i'm having like a panic moment it's like oh, wait, I know how to re-engage though here. Yeah, because it's a habit you're in. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And so in the past, I know my tendency would have been like, okay, what scripture verse should I say over myself? And I think scripture meditation is important and it's critical, but, but... All of the disciplines have different ways that they minister to us, that the Lord ministers to us through them. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what I have just come to understand in this newer season of life is that, hey, there are all these different practices and you get your whole life to Get a little better at each of them. Mm-hmm. And th- but they're fluid. There's going to be some ebb and flow here. There are going to be things you want to do regularly, like stay in the word. Yes. But there are going to be some times, for example, that if you're in a really broken spot, maybe focusing so hard on service, maybe that's going to look smaller in this season. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's going to be a completely different way. Maybe it's other people actually serving you and you mm-hmm. learning to receive that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a new way of encountering him in this season. But mm-hmm. taking the guilt off, I think, to say, if in this season, Bible reading looks like the verse of the day in my version app yes. <laughs> and yes. spending yes. some time praying over that and saying, Lord, what, what do you have for me in that today? That's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I think that that I think you're right. We've got to give ourselves some room for these to look the way that they need to look in our current lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think you're right. Taking the legalism, taking the guilt off, um, but also recognizing that we do need to do so, have some sort of a plan, do something just like we would mm-hmm. if we were going to diet, or we were going to exercise, or we we're going to save money like that there's yeah. some sort of something that we have but yes to to not be legalistic about it and um and and to to also just bring ourselves before the lord and say okay lord how do you want me to to begin to engage these and um what are some steps that i can take cuz we're not going to just jump you know ahead but it's going to take some time for us to develop these in our lives and then as we get footing it's going to things are going to be easier and I, I think and what i'm hoping is that as people begin to practice the disciplines, they'll find that they really can't live without them. That if they yes. go a few days and they haven't had that time of prayer, they haven't had that time of quiet, or they or they've gone the week and they realize or we realize, okay, all we've done is just to focus on ourselves and think about ourselves. And I haven't lived, I haven't done one thing for another person or whatever it might be that um that we begin to realize, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that. I want to get back mm-hmm. to to reestablishing some of these. Like you said, it was easier for you to reconnect to rest. Because you've been practicing it and you know what it feels like. I love that you just said too, though, we're not jumping into the deep end because
0: I think that's the thing also that holds us back is the sense that like, well, if I can't read a chapter a day, if I can't commit to a chapter a day, then I shouldn't even start the Bible reading, right? right. And it is, but it is, it's like manna, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, if all you can start with is maybe a couple of verses, Mm -hmm. it starts to fill you up. It is living, You know, this, this thing is alive. And so as you start to digest and eat little bits, little bits, like, Ooh, I'm hungry for more, you know, Uh and the Lord, he stirs that appetite in you where you want more Mm. to the point where, as you said, I know there was a day last week that I did not get to my scripture reading in the morning and I was a wreck all day long. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow. So this is what it's like. If I'm dry, if I'm disconnected Mm -hmm. from you, Mm -hmm. I don't want that. And Mm -hmm. so to go back to your point from the beginning where you were talking about the fact that these are things that get inside of us and that we just start to need and we start to crave Mm -hmm. and they start to... Uh, give us priorities that we want, that we really should have. Yeah. And we really want to have that. This is the way it happens, though. It's not by us forcing it and just making it happen on our own power. Mm-hmm. It's by giving and surrendering yes. to the Lord. And in the surrender, though, recognizing there's something better that He mm-hmm. wants to put in its place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: absolutely. I think that's great. That's so well said. I'd like to take a short break from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available on the go. And it works through an app where you are able to schedule video sessions or just chat with your counselor throughout the course of the week. And i found that having the combination of Christian teaching and counseling together was so encouraging and so healing for me. If you have been considering Christian counseling and you would like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. Kelly, for a woman who is maybe saying like, okay, well, I feel like I I can start with something, you know, Uh Um, but maybe she's a little bit unsure about her ability to really hear from the Lord, or she's Uh unsure if maybe perhaps it's new for her, this idea of asking the Lord and, and, and listening to what he
1: would say, what encouragement would you have for her? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that it's not up to, for, to your ability. It's not, it's not up to your, that it's not about, do you, do you have the ability to hear from God? And I would say none of us have the ability to hear from God apart from God having revealed himself to us. And so Mm -hmm. that's, first of all, we see that in, in scripture, that it was God that revealed himself to us. It was God that revealed his word and his law to the people of Israel. God revealed himself to us as New Testament believers through the person of Jesus Christ. And he continues to reveal himself through his Holy Spirit. So if you are a believer in Jesus, a follower of Christ, and you're his child, you have the Holy Spirit and it has nothing to do with ability. And that's the beautiful, that is the beautiful thing about the spiritual disciplines is that he has given you the ability. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just take that off the table that, that if you feel like, oh gosh, I just, I'm not worthy or I can't do it or I don't. I, you know, I, I don't have what I need. He tells us that he has given us everything we need for life and godliness through his spirit. So you do have it not in and of your own self, but the gift that God has given you. And as a result, we're invited, we're invited in. So I would, I would just kind of like throw that off because, um, the Lord has already taken care of that for us. That is fantastic. I think you just set some people free. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I was like setting my own
0: self free there. Yeah. <laughs> As you have journeyed through these practices in your own life, Kelly, what are some things that in the various seasons of your life that you have noticed about how maybe some of these um, disciplines have grown in certain ways or how the Lord's revealed himself through them? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think like so some of the disciplines are going to be easier for us than other ones, and I think we'll find that we some come more naturally to us than others. And I would say that prayer has always been um, like a struggle for me. I'm more of a easier for me to read the Bible. Um, there are mm-hmm. other people that I know it's the exact opposite. They they feel like they can pray all the time, but they really struggle with scripture reading. So it's easier for me to just kind of read and process scripture, uh, but prayer has been a little harder. But the discipline of prayer has been good for me to be able to say like I'm going to take this time and I'm for this amount of time I'm going to pray and I and I would also encourage people to go look at old prayer books that are based on scripture. I mean, don't be afraid of like you know the the Book of Common Prayer or you know ancient prayers or just reading definitely reading scripture uh, or praying scripture is is really powerful. But just just committing to something it's like it's amazing because I I love getting like. You know, okay. Here's my exercise time, and I'm going to do a 30 minute workout. And i I know that that's that's how long it's going to take. That's what I'm going to do. And if I want to exercise a little longer that day, fine. But I know that that 30 minutes is what I've kind of committed to. And that's how I I'm, I'm try to take that pro- approach with my my prayer. Like, okay, Lord. Like just yesterday, it was it was the morning, and I'm like, okay, it's seven ten. I'm at seven forty. I'm gonna move on, but but these thirty minutes. This is what I. This is what I'm gonna do. And it might be five minutes, you know, for you. It's at some point, it might be an hour for you. But that has been really helpful for me, just to get into kind of a rhythm, and uh, and I feel like the Lord has um, helped me see answers to prayer. He's he's just helped tune tune my heart to intercessory prayer praying for other people being aware um, of the needs of other people um it's been a good time just a relationship um with the lord for me so th- yeah i don't know if that's helpful i just yeah you know just trying to commit to some time like cuz that's what we do for everything else in our lives that matter mm-hmm, you know is mm-hmm. we we give it some time and um and and just do something like you said that's doable and then allow the lord to build on that as you go yeah. I think too, and you alluded to this earlier with
0: just being single, Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: sometimes I know that I have felt like, oh goodness, like I would know what to do, or it'd be easier to carve out time or whatever if I wasn't single, you know, or if I didn't have all these other little people running around, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you made such a great point just about, you know, some, some people might do this and some people might do that. And it really is learning the variety of different ways and borrowing from each other. And whether that, you know, in in some context, yeah, it is a person's husband that they get, have the ability to do that with. But other times for us, it's going to be mentors also. It shouldn't always just be less one other, you know, partner in our lives, that there are ways that we can learn how to grow in these things, but that we can approach them As we would approach the way that we would connect to another person, whether a friend or you know, a spouse or something like that in relationship, in the sense that there's variety here. So Mm -hmm. if we were to be, for example, dating somebody, we wouldn't do the same thing like every single day with them. Yeah. That, you know, one date you'd do this and one date you'd do that. And it's just meant to keep it fresh and to learn something new about each other. And it's very, very much the same thing with the Lord. And I think that's the thing that God has helped me settle into in this single season for me is that He is so abundant and so available that anytime I want to check in, anytime that I want to say, I want to connect with you this way today, that He will meet me in it, that I'm not going to come up dry. Mm. And that as I go through that. It's also the understanding though, that I'm going to receive completely in a way that no other human, were I to sit down and talk with another human, it might feel great, but over time, there may be some parts where I'm like, oh, I really wish they would have responded to me this way. Or I really wish that they wouldn't, da, 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 you know, and uh-huh. like with the Lord, I don't have that. It's like, you know me completely. You know exactly what I need. You will like manna again. You'll You'll fill that very specific need that day. And it's just saying, how do I want to relate with you today, Lord, mm-hmm. instead of saying, what do I have to check off of my list
1: today, Lord? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would say, though, that like a like a relationship with a human, there are going to be times where we're going to wish the Lord had responded differently, or we're going to mm-hmm. wish that we would heard him more clearly, or like, wait, mm-hmm. that feels harsh. But the difference, and I think you're getting at this, is that the difference, though, is that he is perfect. He is good. He is full. He, and you're right. He knows this completely. Whereas our human relationships don't know us completely. They don't have a hundred percent pure motives. They don't fully have the good heart and mind of God. And so even in those times where we're like, Lord, why aren't you answering me or why haven't you done what I so asked you to do that was so meaningful to me, or why am I still single? Or why am I still struggling with this when when I've asked you this, or why does your character look like this over here? We can at least know, and not at least, but we can know that that he is good and perfect and that there are things that he is working out in us. And Mm. in also revealing about uh, himself that I think that as we grow in relationship with him, we begin to go, oh, wow, okay. So he withheld that, but I'm so glad he did. Whereas in those human relationships... We're not guaranteed of that, you know, so Mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. but I I love how you pointed out that it's not the same thing. It's not just this rote thing with the Lord every day, that it really is a relationship that, that is, you know, moving as we continue to grow with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's just where the freedom is, you know, it's, it's something that as we are maturing and growing and he is taking us through the various seasons of our lives that, He would want for nothing to be stagnant Mm -hmm. with us Mm -hmm. and between us. And so it's just another way though, that we have the ability to, in the mundane, as we said, even in the car, (laughs) you know, even in the the day-to-day of getting kids to school and going to work and all these kinds of things that we can have eyes to see what he is doing. And I think in the brokenness, learning to engage with him in these ways Give me the eyes to see you are at work, Mm -hmm. though I may not get it, though I may not like some of these things. If I can know that you are good and you do good, and I'm going to be on a scavenger hunt looking for it every single day, that these are the ways that he reveals that to us. Yeah,
1: that's good. That's so good. Yes,
0: absolutely. Kelly, I am so thankful, though, that you have just shined a light On what these are for us though, and how we can Mm. so easily and practically start to just pay more attention to this aspect of our lives, especially as it relates to our wholeness and really coming into peace with the Lord, though we may have a whole lot of crazy things that are going on around Mm. us. At the end of every conversation, I ask the same question. And it is, if there was just one thing that you would want a single mom to know,
1: what would it be? Well, I would give the same answer, whether single mom or not a single mom. And, but I, but I think it's still as I hope as powerful is that obedience to Christ is always going to be the path of blessing. And it is going to be the way that we show the Lord that we love him. Um, I I think for me being single and um, wanting sometimes a different life and wanting to get to fix the singleness the way that I want to fix it. Um, a lot of times, um, my heart's desire to get that fixed is to do what it would not be um, in obedience to Christ. Would be to not follow Him, and I'm reminded of the um, passages in I think it's John 14. Um, I think also in First John where, and in John 15 as well. I think where Jesus says, you know, if you love me, you will obey me. You know that mm-hmm. if you if you want to show me love it it's it's through obedience. And I think as single, I, I do think though as single moms, that there is a way that probably you grasp that gift of obedience maybe more than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're constantly, there's so there's so much that I know that in our own just humanity, we think this would be so much easier if I just go fix this my own way. You know, if I just go f- find the partner that I want to have or mm-hmm. get, you know, um Or maybe I just, maybe this isn't God's person for me, but it sure feels better than nothing. So I'm just going to engage in this relationship, even though I know it's not good for me or my kids, but it feels good for me and, you know, or whatever it might be. So you might be more aware of what obedience actually costs you. And yet at the same time, I think you're in a unique position to offer that as a a very powerful offering to the Lord mm. that shows your love for Him, not to gain, not to gain something, not to manipulate Him, but truly, like you are in a position to love the Lord in a way that not everybody is in, um, has mm. that exact same position to love Him in, and it's hard, but I think it is an incredible place of blessing, and I think it's a very sacred call. Um, that single moms have as a real privilege and have actually been singled out in a way by the Lord for this really unique offering of of um not just obedience but of intimacy with Christ. Um so I, I hope that that makes as much sense as it as it is in my heart. But um that's
0: what I would say. I'm so appreciative, too, that you brought in your personal story there, too, because, mm-hmm literally today, as I'm reading the word, this idea of carrying your cross, that if you want to follow Um, me, deny yourself Mm -hmm. and take up your cross. And though we may look at singleness sometimes and not everybody feels this way, but some of us may look at it as like, "Wow, I really wish that she would take this away." <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, I really wish this season was over. Now we could look at it and say, "Well, why isn't it, Lord? Why, why have? Why hasn't mm. this changed? Why is, is it? Why is this mm-hmm. happening this way?" But we also, as you said, I love that you said offering because this is exactly what came to my heart this morning: was, or I can offer this, or this can be my cross, or I can say. I only want it your way. And as Mm. long as it is the time that you say that it is supposed Mm. to be this season, I will give back these days to you. I will honor you with these days Mm. that in my singleness, I will go after whatever it is with my kids, with you, with other people, Mm. wherever you've called me to go that I am offering this season back to you because you called me to it Mm. for times and I'm for a time such as this. I'm here for a time such as this, whether married, singled, whatever I am, you've called me to this moment. Mm. And that though there's pain in the offering though. Yeah. But that in carrying our cross, we are we're following after that I'm following after you. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. So good. so good. That's so good. Oh, thank you so much for that word, Kelly. Yeah. I want to know if you will tell listeners though about the new study, your resources, and how they can follow along with you.
1: Um, yeah, I would love to. It's called um, the new study is called Encountering God, Cultivating Habits of Faith through the Spiritual Disciplines. Then I think it's January thirteenth. Lifeway is going to do an online Bible study with that study, so um, that's a way to you can go and you can sign up for that, and it'll you'll have the videos, you'll get the physical book, and you'll have access to the videos along with a community if you wanted to do it that way. Um, there are other ways to get the videos as well, but that's all at lifeway.com slash encountering God. Um, or you can go to my website, kellymentor.com. It's all pretty easy to find, but, um, yeah, that would be just a wonderful way to, um, to be able to kind of follow along. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I got to sit in on a couple
0: of the recordings of the yes. video sessions and they are so
1: wonderful Aww. so I highly
0: highly recommend those when they do get released but I will put links in the show notes for listeners so they can connect with you easily That'd and awesome. I just want to thank you so much though for spending time with me
1: today it was such a delight. Yeah, I would love it. And I just I would love to pray over the yeah. those listening especially single moms as I was talking about that obedience like it's just so hard and if it's if it's okay I would love to just pray yes. over ever, um, all those that are in that place of just like, you know, so, um, Lord, we come before you and we thank you for the way that you are so engaged with us and that you are so near to us, Lord. And I do believe, um, that you are near to the single mom in a unique way. Um, Lord, because it, it's that place, Lord, where you really do show yourself as protector and provider, um, where you are, uh, you know, a husband, not in the way, not, not a physical husband, Lord, that's not, you know, I think sometimes we're like, oh, the Lord's my husband. And it's like, well, no, we don't have that right now. But yes, in the sense of that, you fulfill this incredible um, place in our lives as, as God, but then also for the single moms, Lord, that you're also, um, you're also father and to the children. And, there are just so many elements and aspects of your character, Lord, that I think shine more brightly in where there are voids and where there are mm-hmm. deficits. And God, in our humanity, we cry out for the real husband and the real father, or the phys- or I should say the physical husband, the physical father, Lord, that would be here with us. And yet, Lord, we do declare that there is no one and nothing like you. And Lord, that in this time of a void, whether it's void of a husband or void of a father for our children or whatever that looks like, Lord. We know that you are just more than able to transform, Lord, um, what has um, maybe been meant for harm, Lord, into good. You are more than able to take, Lord, what the world um, sees as a curse and to transform it into blessing. And I pray, Lord, in this moment that you would uh, just encourage those who are struggling in their obedience, struggling to believe that you are good, struggling God Mm -hmm. to put food on the table or to pay for, you know, college tuition or to pay for medical bills or to, um, God be all things to all people at all times, Lord, and God that you would, uh, Just take that burden um, off of those listening, Lord, that you would physically like, remove it off of them and let them know that you are with them, that you are present, that you are able, that your strong um, arms and shoulders are able to bear so much that you would give rest, um, that you would give provision, uh, whether it be financial or physical or emotional or health or whatever it might be, Lord, that you would usher in provision um, for those, Lord, uh, who are who are uh, here and listening and, um, God, that you would meet them in a very profound way through your son, Jesus. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for that, Kelly. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was great to see you and thank you for letting me be on the show and yeah, all the listeners, we're very grateful.
0: Kelly's study is now available and there's a link down in the show notes where you can order a copy for yourself. Also, if you'd like to listen to more episodes related to these spiritual practices, I'd like to recommend for you episode 93 on worship with John Reddick. And then also episode 84, wrestling with the word, finding faith when life falls apart with Trisha Lott Williford. As we wrap up the conversation, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of resources available for you in the show notes. The first is our guided scripture meditation that goes along with each and every episode that you can find at the Agape Moms YouTube channel. Also, there's a link there to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Agape Moms and to join the private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. Lastly, if you'd like to spend some time reflecting in prayer on what you've learned in this episode, check out the link for our free podcast pages, journaling pages. Thanks for spending time with me today. I'm praying for you and that you would know that you are seen and you
1: are beloved.